Welcome to the Irish NFL show. Welcome indeed to our Tuesday show. We're covering all the talking points from the weekend's games and week two certainly not short of intrigue, drama and unfortunately injuries. We'll get to that all. Special welcome to all of you, of course, watching us live on YouTube. Uh, remember, you can check out our shows as podcasts too, including our Thursday show uh, where we do the preview of the games coming up the weekend. Uh, you'll find those podcasts on whatever platform you prefer. You'll also, of course, catch us Thursday live on YouTube. Now, if you enjoy live football on Sundays, you wouldn't be here if you didn't, let's face it. Uh, check out Buskers on the Ball in Dublin's Temple Bar every Sunday for your NFL viewing pleasure. They show a range of different games live and they also have Red Zone all night long if that is your preference. Now let's get to it, uh, Colin, Monday Night Football. Steelers outlasted the Browns in a classic AFC North slugfest. Um, incredible stat from the Steelers offense who somehow managed to post negative yards in the fourth quarter. Minus four yards for that 15-minute frame. And yet they still found a way to win, thanks in no small part to TJ Watt and that defense. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose Mike Tomlin's teams always best when their back uh, is against the the wall. But if if you're watching this for um, a Steelers perspective, and I let um, you know Brian and yourself probably touch on the the Browns and the the Chubb injury, but from a Steeler perspective. Yeah, you got the the win, but given what happened and given how Kenny Pickett played and has played over the past couple of weeks, it's got to be an enormous concern. All the hype around this team coming into this season was about how the offense was going to take a giant step forward. Pickett was going to take a step forward. We haven't seen it. Haven't seen any of it. And I I mean, I think last night's... uh, win was ultimately as I said it was down to the defense it was down to Mike Tomlin and it uh, was down uh, to you know good fortune for the the Steelers they will always be uh, competitive with Tomlin at the helm but I, I suppose they for me I I, I've the shine has gone off them a little bit uh, I, I really expected them to to be better than they are and I would have to say that, you know, are they, uh, and will they finish above 500? Yeah, they probably will. But my thoughts on them going to the playoffs are wobbling somewhat. Brian Collin mentioned that uh, rightly at the start there, that uh, injury to Nick Chubb, we have to touch on it from a Browns perspective. It's it's a horrific injury. And, you know, to a player who's so popular and, you know, is one of those guys who wears his heart in his sleeve. He was described by, by a teammate during the week. I thought it was apt as a guy who plays like he's on the practice squad. Um, he, he always puts it in every night, every shift. Um, had a similar injury in, in, in college, if I recall. He knee dislocation, tore ligaments, really bad injury, bounced back from it. it. It's tough to see someone season end that way. And, you know, a reminder again of the precarious career of, of running backs. You know, we've seen it over the past week, the number of running backs that have got injured. But for the Browns, this, for me, he's the main guy. We spoke about it in our preseason of, of the division, and then we were making our selections for the playoffs. And was we talked about Deshaun Watson and the various different pairs they have around him, ultimately, this offense has always been run through Nick Chubb. We saw last year a complimentary of having Kareem Hunt there, and maybe he's the guy that they'll have to look to bring bring back in. But um, it's horrific. And for me, that game was one the Browns will look back. And I know it's early on in the season, and sometimes you, you think back to games where we should have really won. Thought that game was there for him. And Conor McGregor calls it out. Like if it wasn't for the fantastic play, the Steelers' defense that came, they, they wouldn't have won that game because of the offense. I'll be a few bright spots with the Pickens touchdown and a number of different plays. 
they've got very little going on all night and you see like you see as you touch you see a four quarter that negative yards and you find a way to win it's always been down to the coaching and your defense but the Browns they'll be they're licking their wounds I think they have a they've got the Titans this weekend which again is a bit of a tough one bearing in mind the Titans have just won be interesting to see what Steelers do this week out in they're on Sunday night football the attention will be on them focus going into the Vegas Raiders coming off defeat I think it would be a bit hesitant for me to say I, I didn't pick them to go to, to the playoffs but I don't think I'll be writing them off just yet because of the nature of the coaching like they found a way to navigate a victory like they always do in the Tomlin when it looks like they weren't going to win everybody had selected the Browns including themselves and we were, we were proven wrong again and of course we forgot that the game has taken place on Monday night where uh, correct me if I'm wrong in this side I don't think Tomlin has ever lost a Monday night game he's 21 or 22 and 0 in, in Monday night games I wish I'd checked that before before we made our picks um, what do you think throw, throw it out to both of you what do you think the Browns will, will do at running back obviously there's Jonathan Taylor potentially available on the market Jerome Ford deputized very capably for Chubb last night they got 106 yards and a touchdown from him which which shouldn't be overlooked but uh, there's a big hole to be filled there I'll just jump in first um, I, I was very impressed with Ford who haven't watched you know watched the back a number of times in terms of his play and yeah he, he gave them a lot last night and again it's just probably a disappointing factor because they had a running back come in Rush for over 106, the big run, obviously, in the Maracaibo. And yet they find a way not to win the game. I don't, I don't know if that's sustainable because you always see with teams, like, if a running back comes in the game, they can't really adjust to that running back so quickly and tends to have a fruitful game. Whether he can do that week in, week out, for me, I'm, I'm not sure. The Jonathan Taylor was interesting. He's going to come off the IR after week four. But did he have enough capital? Because they gave so much to get, gave up so much to get to Sean Watson. And the bubbling issue is still going to be there. John Taylor's still going to get paid. He's still going to be looking for that 13, 14 million marker. Do they have that in cap? Right now, genuinely, I, I'm not entirely sure they do, but I'd imagine they will look to do something. Kareem Hunt, for me, is the obvious one. He will know the system. He will know what Stefanski expects of him. He he was quite good last year in a supportive role of Nick Chubb. I'd imagine they would look to the, at least bring him in, see what, what kind of condition he's in. But he's had a number of visits this this offseason to the Vikings, to the Colts, and it's telling that no one's picked him up, but here we are going to week three. Colin, let's stay in the, the AFC North. Uh, Bengals-Ravens, uh, a very interesting game over the weekend. No, nobody's running away with the North, but the, the Ravens kind of started to threaten to do it. And you saw Lamar having one of those games where even the box score doesn't do him justice. He really did look back to MVP caliber Lamar. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to, uh, I, I didn't want to do it for the, uh, given the Chubb injury, uh, but I'm bringing out the, the song references tonight because this, Lamar was magnificent. And this to me, uh, do you remember when Cher uh, released The Leaves, which was a cracking pop song, but also kind of marked a new era in Cher's career. Um, and no one should have doubted Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is magnificent and Lamar Jackson is uh, reborn in a new offense. He is getting the ball out quicker. He's staying in the pocket. Uh, anyone who ever doubted that Lamar could beat you with his arm, um, well, I mean, it was always a ridiculous argument. But the Ravens are able to move the ball uh, on the ground. They're moving the ball through the air. Zay Flowers looks phenomenal. And they're dealing with all the injuries that they have. So they've had incredible injury luck over the past three years. But they're finding a way to win, which is seriously uh, I- impressive. And I I would say, given Burrow's injury, given that Chubb injury for the Browns, and given where we see the Steelers, 
the Ravens are surely favourites at, at this point. A lot of football to play, but at this point, they're favourites for the North at this point. Two weeks ago, Brian, we wouldn't necessarily have been saying that. We certainly wouldn't have seen the Bengals at 0-2. And if you're a Cincinnati fan, very worrying to see Joe Burrow limping off the field. Looks like he's tweaked that calf. Connor just said last week, I wonder if there's something more to this. Injury has kept him out a surprising length of time. And he's not right. He's not right. And when we refer back to that Crow Park show, show which we did, and we were talking about the week one games, I mean, selected the Browns. That was the nature of him. They called it out that. He didn't have much of a training camp, in, you know, leading up to the season. He wouldn't have been involved in all this stuff. And it's telling. His zip on the balls doesn't look there. He's kind of slow, lethargic. The offensive line is struggling, which always seems to do at the start of the season with the Bengals. It seems to take weeks for them, weeks on end to get it right. And I mean, you saw Clowney getting a sack, who's, you know, kind of rolling back the years to hurt the weekend. And the, rough, the right tackle in particular had a really rough day. And um, But what I would say is, despite it, the frailties of how how he played, like he still they still hung on there. They lost twenty seven twenty four in the end. Like it probably score maybe was a little bit closer than it may seem, but it's like red zone interception at the start of the second half. They kept it tight despite not playing well in the first half. They drive down the start of the second half and he shows an interception right across the middle and the safety picked him off. That's not Joe Burr like stuff that we've seen previously. He just seems completely off. It'd be interesting to see whether he will play this weekend. I echo Collins' points on Lamar and like his precision passing down the middle of the field in particular was fantastic. He was 9 for 14 on Dorian Towns. He had 12 rushing attempts. It's Lamar of all. It's Lamar we like, like enjoy watching. Um, and the Ravens are going in one direction and right now the Bengals, maybe they have a nice game this Monday. It depends if Burrow plays, but they're playing the Rams and you would expect them to get their first win in the season on Monday night. Yeah, I should have known Lamar would light it up because I, uh, I like to think I played a small part in that as soon as I dropped him from my fantasy team. Um, it was obviously going to be the case. <laughs> he was going to take off, which, which indeed he did. Well, another talking point again on the AFC side of the equation from the weekend, that uh, Titans-Chargers game. Another exciting Chargers game. I don't think there's going to be a boring Chargers game this season, but that one probably shouldn't have been as exciting. We kind of saw the, the kind of too-long-don't-read version of both teams. You saw the Chargers again fail to deliver in the clutch, and you saw the Titans step up in, in, in big spots, as they always do under Rabel. They, they find ways to win. They tough it out in overtime. Chargers win the toss. Tennessee manages to get them to go three and out and they get back that field goal, uh, get get in field goal distance and, and, and kick the winning kick. Um, and you could see from the uh, reaction of Brandon Staley in the press conference afterwards, definitely squeaky bum time for him. Yeah, I mean, the way he responded in the press conference tells you just how much pressure he he's under. Uh, he, you know, the, the stuff in relation to it's not about Jacksonville. Uh, he... <laughs> Uh, the kind of madmen throwback uh, when he basically said, not great, Bob, uh, to how is the mood in the locker room. I mean, th- this was about the Chargers more than the, the Titans. Like, hey, Herbert has, has a really good game, doesn't turn the, the ball over. Uh, they sack Tannehill, but they find a way to lose. And it's it's just not working. And I, I know... Um, Brian doesn't like sometimes how uh, Staley goes for it on, uh, but like you need to go for it at the right times. And I, I think I referenced previously uh, the gambler on this uh, show. But think about Arthur Smith, who we'll get to later. You know, Arthur Smith carries his cojones in a wheelbarrow, but he knows when to go for it, and he's consistently aggressive. Staley 
darted out that way, but has gone away from that. And like you know, he's he he punts now when he really should actually try and go for it. He I I just don't see how it can work there. And I, I, sometimes things you know are, are very obviously not working. I think you know. Let's see how he gets on as a, a DC. But to me, it would be an enormous turnaround for for them if they can. I just think there are too many deficiencies in the roster as well. Brian, is it, is it fair to say that Burrow isn't blameless here though either? I mean, they're driving to win the game. Um, at the end of the fourth quarter, he takes a bad sack and they end up having to opt for a field goal. And um, then in overtime, like three straight incompletions. Um, it's. You know, probably unfair to lay the blame for the defeat on his shoulders, but there was a couple of opportunities there in the key moments to step up, and, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. For me, the uh, the blame is solely on one man, and that's the head coach. How can you uh, go? Sorry. Well, I, well, I tried, Brian. I tried to move the narrative. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you the reason. I said the last week, just two twenty-two to go. You've got three timeouts. They need a field goal to go to overtime. You need a touchdown. With one twenty-two to go, they're on the forty-nine yard line, still with their three timeouts. And then it was 26 seconds left before they called the timeout. And within that period, for the rest of that drive, they only had five plays. Now they only have five plays. We have said you've got the whole clock to yourself. You've got all the timeouts to yourself. And you can construct playbook with, with a minute to go. And then he, he makes the plays. Okay, I appreciate the sack. I understand that you're fair to that joke. You know, to be in the position where you have to take the field call. But surely at that stage, where you're, you've got plenty of time on the clock, you've got the timeouts that you are looking at a situation where I'm not going to accept overtime here. I'm going to go try and win the game. It didn't seem to be the case. Brandon Money only had five plays. It seemed like they were comfortable going to overtime. If we got a touchdown, great, we won the game. Where you see different head coaches, the likes of Andy Reid in that situation, would say, no, okay, let's go aggressive and let's try and win this game. But uh, didn't didn't be, it wasn't the case. They struggled last week when they got the ball with, well, from 40 yards to let go with two, with two timeouts. They couldn't get down the field again. Um, I just don't get it anymore. Like I've got him right. Like it's not, it's not working. It's not working. And for me, it's it's mismanagement. And whether that's on Callum Moore or whether that's on on Sadie, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I saw a great one today. They're fit, you know they scored fifty points this season. They haven't turned the ball over once. The first time in NFL history to do that and be on two. And then Mike McCarthy for all the criticism he was getting because it was all Callum Moore's fault. It wasn't Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy seems to be moving that offense. Right? Went down the field on a Jets, a very strong Jets defense on Sunday. So you wonder who was the problem there as well. Chargers have a really difficult game this weekend for me. The Vikings are in this straight position where, like the week, the Vikings lost last week, but they apparently put in a great performance. I thought against the Eagles and if it were in other games, like we spoke about the Jefferson stuff, like that's gonna be a really tough one. Like they could be out in three come the end of this weekend. Like, is there any way backing that? Because you look at the percentage numbers. I know own three teams don't tend to make the playoffs very often. 